Oh my god, we're here. Four shows in a row for the Back to Tank. I am Michael, your host. If you are new to the shenanigans and in the Back to Waters along with me is David. Hello, David. I hope you don't mind, Mike. We need to get the Back to Tank cleaned. Yeah. So now we're sharing a Back to Tank. Okay. Uh, And Raina, hello. Hey, guys. All right. So it's good to have everyone here today. We need to get lots of opinions on several topics, including one, I guess you can call controversial, that we may get to at the end of the show. And once again, (laughs) like our last show, if we don't get to it by that 57-minute marker, then we're just going to talk about it on a Patreon show. So if you're interested in that little question, little mystery, um, you have to subscribe to Patreon, patreon.com slash Digital. That's if, of course, we don't get to it. And I will try to get to it. This isn't some elaborate setup to get you to sign up. No, no, no. These aren't the droids you were looking for. Yes. Okay. So, David, first bit of news and Reina, the first bit of news. And it's very exciting because the Obi-Wan Kenobi series will officially begin production this month. That's right, this month, and the cast has been revealed. And Dave, Reina, if you guys see the names attached to that. Oh, I have. I have this project. I'm very excited. We have the best cast for the Obi-Wan series. I want to say it's the best cast since probably the Phantom Menace cast, besides Jake Lloyd. Liam Neeson was an Academy award nominee ewan mcgregor was an academy award nominee yet natalie portman who i believe also was an academy award nominee get all these like high end high quality actors that were cast into the prequel trilogy and now feel like we're doing the same thing with obi-wan yeah we are i mean like if you look at the cast dude yes i'm very excited about the obviously the lead cast but the supporting cast is very strong. It's strong. And I did not expect for us to get all of these faces. I mean, Joel Edg- Edgerton, this yes. guy is arguably bigger than Ewan McGregor at this point. And the fact that he's coming in to play um, <laughs> Uncle Lars, right? Yes. Uncle Owen, Owen Lars. Yeah, that's who he's playing. Because did you realize that was him in the prequels as well? I did not. That was the thing. When they actually mentioned that, I, I had to actually go back and rewatch that scene and go, 
Oh my God, it is. It's before he was famous. It was before he was famous. And I don't know if I want to see him play such a, I mean, it'll be interesting as a fan of Joel's work. It'll be interesting to see him play such a regular person because he's played some fantastic characters now in Westerns. Yes. Uh, just really great movies. And then we have Rupert Friend. Yes. From Homeland fame. Amazing talent. Uh, Soon Kang. Adira Varma, which we know who she is from Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. And Kama Sutra. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. Uh, B- Bonnie Peasy. i sure I mispronounced that. And then Kamal Nanjiani. Is that how you say that guy's name? He's pretty, I think you nailed it. Okay. <laughs> he's pretty it. big on the upcoming list. I know he's about to be cast in, a, or he will, has been cast in Eternals, right? Yes. Yeah, so this is a pretty amazing cast, and I'm actually more excited now than I originally was for the Obi-Wan series. I'm still hesitant because I want to, (laughs) I'm very curious to see how they make the whole Hayden Christensen thing work, you know, Darth Vader work in the story pertaining to Obi-Wan. I have to agree, that's my number one. Uh, When they first mentioned this series, I was really curious what they were going to do to add to the tale of Obi-Wan. But then when they announced that, oh, Peyton Christensen's coming back to portray Anakin. Yeah. I all of a sudden stopped to go, wait a minute. He's coming back as Anakin, which at this point, he's Darth Vader. Yeah. I, I, I kept thinking to myself, so you mean to tell me we're going to actually see Vader without the helmet? Possibly. I mean, why else would you hire Hayden Christensen? I hope it's not for some flashbacks because I will riot and I'll quit the show. I don't know. That's what I was worried about. I was worried about flashbacks. I mean, I'm excited to see Hayden Christensen again, but I am so clueless as to how I can't even gather in my brain how they're going to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless they find opportunities for him to use the force to find a way to show his face in some way maybe he's in some type of you know spiritual like journey looking for obi-wan i don't know i'm spitting out terrible ideas because i feel like this is a terrible idea and yeah that's the the critic in me and i know you you brought this up in the past that you you were against bringing back darth vader for obi-wan the obi-wan series because it changes the it changes the narrative that we had in New Hope. Yes, and Darth Vader says, "I haven't felt this presence in a long time. I haven't felt it since last week." I mean, off. I meant last week when I said a long time, <laughs> which is last week, which was just last week. I'm sorry, but it it would it's going to be interesting how they skirt the line because to me, I don't want <laughs> Vader knowing Obi Wan's alive. I, I know, I don't, I know. So what does that mean? Does that mean we're going to get parallel narratives that kind of connect, but they never actually see each other? Because, you know, the fanboys are going to cry if Obi-Wan and Darth Vader don't cross paths. You think fans would actually cry? David, they've seen it. I've seen it already saying if if we don't get a rematch... Why do they want a rematch? It's it's the average fan that... Can't see beyond the basics, basically. And first off, do you want a rematch to arguably one of the 
arguably one of the best lightsaber duel duels of all time in Star Wars. Yeah. Do you really want a rematch of that? Because Disney Plus ain't fucking doing that shit. Yeah, they're not. They're doing not going to do a George Lucas Peter Pan lightsaber maneuver uh, foray. They're not going to do that. They're just not. If they would have done it, or if they if they were going to do it, they would have done it during the sequel trilogy, where we got you know on the ground heavy legged Jedi. Jedi. And that's the thing is kind of like uh, I am totally against Vader and uh, Obi-Wan crossing paths. They should. They should. Now they, they could do something creative. I mean, it's it, it's all about the script. It's babe. all about the script because there are scripts out there where the hero and the villain never do meet. Yeah. But and it works. Dude, if they do that, people are going to fucking cry, dude. And there's a lot writing, especially when it comes to me, there's a lot writing on the Star Wars series now because a the Mandalorian pulled it up in the way of excitement. Okay, yes. but now you have from a Disney Plus consumer side thing, you have WandaVision, which is probably, in my opinion, one of the best written Marvel pieces Easily. in the last five or six years. Easily. Okay, then you have Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is pretty fucking great as well. High quality, well written, great acting. Yes, they make the Mandalorian look stupid uh, in I almost every way. It. I hate to say it, I agree with you in almost every way. So if you don't come out swinging with this Obi Wan series, you're just going to be kind of shrugged. I'm like, okay, Obi Wan, great, great. We brought you and <laughs> we got, we brought you and McGregor out of mothballs to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing; they have this powerful cast. By all standards. But what are they going to do with them? Exactly. And that's why I said it comes 100%. It comes down to not concept. It comes down to writing. We can't Most have of, those man, Mandalorian um, put your hands together moments. Yes. That won't work for Obi-Wan. Because most of the most of the news from Obi-Wan have been rel- uh, relatively all positive. Everyone likes the cast. Everyone likes the director's choice. Yeah. Everyone likes the showrunner choice. It's great that they're actually doing a lot of like the the thing the production costs that we saw already in Mandalorian and maybe an ant from Andor. But now it's down to what is your story? And that's the thing that they've been so have you noticed? They've been tight lipped about it. every time they ask yeah. what is the plot about, the only thing they will say is this is a story of Obi-Wan that takes place between Revenge of the Sith and New Hope. They have That's it. They I don't envy the director and writer or I should say the the showrunner for this series because I'm sure there's a lot of pressure because you're already having to tiptoe between so much canon and a lot of even things that may not have been stated outright. They, there are there are things that have been alluded to that have transpired during this time frame. Then we have the comic books that delved in deep into the journals of Obi-Wan during this time. Yes. And how he looked over Luke. Then we have the events of rebels and the Darth Maul connection. So there is a lot going on at this time period. Now, when it comes to Obi-Wan and sure 20, how many years was he down there? 20 years, 20 years is a long time, which means there's a lot of areas you can delve into. Yeah. But the Vader element is the only part that doesn't feel quite right because in any time frame, unless it's early on, I'm talking three years at the most post 
Revenge of the Sith will feel a little weird when suddenly they come face to face in New Hope and and they act as if they haven't seen each other. Exactly. And 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 not even seen each other. Weren't even sure the other was alive. (laughs) Was was alive. (laughs) And that's the thing. It's kind of like, how do you end a series with that type of ending? Ending. Without destroying everything we've already known. And that's the thing is like, what is Obi-Wan's story up to this point? I mean, we don't know anything. There's I don't, a, lot, a lot of things I need to fill in. Obviously. I don't, uh, I'd be really shocked. I don't know if, how you feel about this. If they show Obi-Wan leave tattooing at any point. Is that a little irresponsible? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like going, Obi-Wan can't leave. He's stuck on tattooing. That's yeah. it. There, there would have to be a really good fucking reason because his entire purpose is to protect Luke. To protect Luke. And if he leaves, <laughs> yeah, he'll be okay. He'll be fine. Oh my God, one week and he's dead. What did I do? <laughs> I just went to go get a blowjob on Twi'lek. <laughs> is that the name of their planet? Uh, I don't did you just know, make no. that up? It can be. It can be. Yeah. He did, did, listen, da- Obi-Wan needed some daddy time. <laughs> I'm a living all alone in the dry, arid heat. And, and think if they of, don't come strong with the writing in this show, we are going to see a fucking Darth Vader and Obi Wan match up again. And maybe this time they'll both have a level ground. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what. Maybe they want to see a fair fight. I don't know. I don't want to see that. And I'm worried though. I, Raina, Mike, you, you're, I agree with you. You're saying nothing off base. I completely agree. I am torn because the Star Wars nerd in me really wants to see a rematch. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but the realist and the critic knows that it would undermine the finale of Revenge of the Sith. Yes. If you do a rematch and you're putting a lot of pressure on Disney era Star Wars, as well as Deborah Chow, the showrunner, to make something better than the God himself made, George Lucas. Exactly. And like, on, not, not just that also, because it, for me, they're treading on really thin ice because they might be undermining New Hope and Revenge of the Sith, but also they might be undermining rebels the end of rebels that twin sons episode is considered one of the greatest episodes of all time with darth maul or maul coming to confront obi-wan and you find out that obi-wan's been there basically just watching luke that's it (laughs) okay so obviously as time moves forward we'll get a little bit more and more when it comes to the plot but one of the things i want to talk about briefly before we move on and we'll keep this particular topic very concise so we don't go all all over the place in the obi-wan series my singular want and i want to hear what your singular singular wants are as well and whether or not you agree with mine my singular want you have to finally delve into who the chosen one is All the nuances of the prophecy. Aren't these things Obi-Wan was supposed to be doing throughout these 20 years, learning about Luke, protecting him, trying to figure out what's going on in the, how could the darkness rise without them knowing more training? You need Obi-Wan to talk and reach to the dead within the nether worlds. These are all things that has to be, they have to be 
included in this series. You have to let us know truly what Obi-Wan was doing, what was so important, because in Rebels, there are strong allusions right before Maul dies. Maul took a bit of a, a hope, I guess, that Luke was the chosen one. Was the chosen he one. He had asked Obi-Wan, is this the one? And he says, I believe so. And then he dies. The one that you protect. That's what he says. The yeah. one that you protect. Is he the one that will uh, bring us our, our revenge? And, and balance. I believe and balance. And so we have to finally answer that because there are large people in the fandom. You know, Anakin is the chosen one. But then we hear new things being stated that Luke is the chosen one. And if I ever hear that fucking Ray is the chosen one, I fucking quit this fandom. <laughs> oh man, if they did something like that, I would be so I'm Ray. Ray chosen one. Ray chosen one. Actually, it's supposed to be a descendant of someone. We have no idea. <laughs> Jesus. But you you bring up a really good point. Th- those are really important elements. Those are my singular wants. And I know that's an oxymoron, you know, saying singular and then wants. But listen, there's more. There's more than one. So Dave, singular wants, and do you agree? I do agree with you. I do agree with you that your 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 wants are very valid because this is some, that that's something that every core Star Wars fan felt that if you're going to give us a story of Obi Wan, you're gonna have to explain the whole well, what the hell was he doing on Tatooine all this time for twenty years? And also, doesn't that mean Qui Gon should be included in this cast as well? <laughs> because- now this this leads me to my wants. Okay. My wants, honestly, is I want Qui-Gon Jinn in it, and I want Darth Maul in it, because those two characters are tied to Obi-Wan's story. They're the the bookends. They are honestly the bookends Mm. of his story, because Qui-Gon is who we all have made illusions about, that he's the one that teaches teaches Obi-Wan about how to transcend in the force. The only reason why the Jedi can now live on these Jedi, this era, this, this generation of Jedi was because of him. It was because of he was the one that learned how to escape death. Yes. And just because the reason why I want Darth Maul is because all of star Wars, the parallel, the the parallel storyline has always been between Darth Maul and Obi-Wan. Yeah. And it culminated at the end of the episode of Twin Sons where you begin to realize that like what Obi-Wan the most important thing he ever told Maul was when Maul basically says look at the squalor you've you've surrounded yourself in and then Obi-Wan says look at the what I've risen above though. And then that pisses off Maul because all of a sudden you real you realize they've been parallel this whole time and Maul is actually in a worse spot than Obi-Wan. Yeah. I, the only thing is, Dave, and this just opens up more questions. Darth Maul did not know Obi-Wan was alive until Rebels. Now, here's the thing, though. Someone brought this up. Someone brought that up to me when, we, when I was discussing it with a couple friends of mine. Uh-huh. And I said, well, didn't he have an idea that he was alive, though? Sure. Because he was tr- when he connected with Ezra, he kind of had this idea that Obi-Wan might still be alive. Right. He had hoped that Obi-Wan was that, still alive. That he was still alive. Yeah. yeah. 
And it wasn't until he he connected with the crystal he so, found out he is okay. alive. I, right, Dave. Yes, and that's fine. But we got to pick our battles because now do we choose to pull the wool over Anakin's eyes and he never knew Obi-Wan was around or do we do it to Maul or do we do it to both? It, dude, it would be fucking redundant <laughs> and really stupid. Oh, shit. You're alive. And we do that story twice. <laughs> This is why I said this is really dangerous. Listen, I don't disagree with your choices. Maul and Qui-Gon are very important. In fact, Qui-Gon, I would agree with more. He he absolutely should be involved in this. Yeah. Uh, Reyna, what about you? Yes, I agree with you. And the only ones I want are as kind of a basic fan. I'm going to need some more backstory on Obi-Wan because I haven't seen Clone Wars or Rebels yeah. to kind of fill in that. So I'm going to need a little bit of that. I also want to see do Anakin and do Obi-Wan at least at some point sense each other or sense something. Maybe they don't know it's each other. Or you, you know how that happens where you that sense would be cool. like disturbance in the force. It would be cool, but it, dude, even Imagine if they keep missing each other. See, right, I like thinking. that. I would, it would be, be okay so with close. It. Like you're watching and you're like, oh my God, he's right there. And they just miss each other or something. And I'm like, fuck, you know? It would be so frustrating. I guarantee, I would love it. But I guarantee you, people would fucking go apeshit. Exactly. Like, what the fuck? What the <laughs> They'll fuck? keep watching, though. They will keep watching. They would. That's true. They would keep watching. It's, it would be a really good gimmick for them to do it, to just keep people watching to see if it's going to happen. But that's what I mean. If they actually keep missing each other, yeah, then but, it's kind of like... Okay, hmm. but this also takes us to more questions that take us even further further into the weeds okay because yes all of that reina but this would also mean that they would have to be around each other at some point which means anakin would have to return to tatooine a place that he hates exactly come on and i'm sorry and and if he can't sense something down there (laughs) ever he can't somehow feel that he has a son (laughs) exactly you know on tatooine so and that, that's why the, you have to be careful how many times you can bring Anakin back to Tatooine. Yes. And here's the thing. As Star Wars fans, we all kind of, majority of us actually embrace the fact that, yes. And plus he hates and, sand because it gets all over the place. <laughs> Anakin, Anakin would never return to Tatooine because it's the source of all of his trauma. It makes sense. If he were to actually go back to Tatooine, you just removed your entire defense, uh, <laughs> your entire, like, defense on why Anakin wouldn't know his son is alive. Okay, but so you're saying that Anakin is not going back to tattooing likely. He can't. wouldn't be part of the good story, but Obi-Wan cannot by any means leave tattooing. Exactly! What will happen? How do you do this? You have no idea. Like, what if they write something about that? Like, he left. <laughs> you what guys would shit yourselves. What if they become pin pals and that's all, that's the entire series. They just, <laughs> Obi-Wan... Put it like a note in the bottle. Like, if you find this Anakin, I can't tell you where I'm at, but I did love you. And you should have had the high ground. <laughs> I told you I had the high ground, bitch. <laughs> That's so fucking stupid. Uh, yeah, this is why, this is why, though, we've spent 30 minutes on this topic <laughs> because it is very exciting. It is exciting. It is very, very exciting. But with this excitement, comes a lot of fears because (laughs) we have been involved in the going the going ons of obi-wan and what he's been doing and what he's been up to 
for so long, not just as fans, we have so much headcanon, but also established things as well now. So there is a tightrope that they have to walk. Now, I'm wondering if the director or showrunner picked a very specific time and she's not moving past that, like a very specific, okay, we're going to cover two days in the life of Obi-Wan at this point. And if they make the entire series about that, like in a moment type series, then they can dodge those landmines a bit better. Yeah. You don't want that, do you? I don't. I know. I, I want to be honest. You so, Neither do I, but that's, that's the safest route. It's the safest route, but the fact that Obi-Wan's supposed to be how many episodes? If I'm not correct, it's only supposed to be six. I think it's three. Is it that short? It's, even, bas- it's basically a, a movie that we're going to do. Yeah. Then, you know what? Your idea does make sense then. If it's only three episodes... And it's like a day of Obi-Wan's life. Then that would make that that would make sense why they would do it. But I'm not going to like it. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to like it. Yeah, I'm going to look it up right now. How many episodes it's going to be. I, I think I think we have a guest in the studio that wants to say something about this. Hold on. Not yet. Oh, Look, it's a guest. It's a guest spot. Go ahead, go ahead, Ryan. Dude, that is the dumbest thing they could ever possibly do. Oh yeah, I know. But, like if they're gonna okay, obviously I just came out of nowhere here. Sorry guys, but like that's absolutely horseshit. It and, would and be to, to give to give you and McGregor to come back and then it just be a three episode piece of shit fucking uh, like show like that is stupid. Like no, it, and think it, about this I have dude. To agree. Not I, just I you and McGregor, not just you and McGregor, but Hayden Christensen. Yeah, it's a complete waste of both of their talents, and the fact that Hayden Christensen swore off Star Wars for the longest time, exactly. and then to have him come back and do three episodes is horseshit. It, like th- that's bad. If that's the way it is, that that's that's not good. I I I, I absolutely <laughs> hate that. And I will, this is the turn, one. This is the one you're most passionate about, right, Ryan? Yes. For Obi- me, for me, yeah. like Obi Wan and Anakin's story, the intertwining is it, it is Star Wars. And for them to like absolutely just okay, it's six episodes. Okay, all right. It's so that's six? better. That's better because like uh, let's let's just I, I'm gonna get one point in and I'll disappear out of the show. Sorry guys, I didn't mean to jump in here, and ta- but that really made me angry. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. Okay, so six episodes. I've, I'm a little more comfortable with. You can tell a story in six episodes. We're seeing that with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yes. So I, I, I'm okay with six. If it was three, that would have been the dumbest mistake since The Last Jedi ever. And <laughs> like the story of Anakin and Obi-Wan is such a, it hits me so hard because of just the two characters yeah. and Darth Vader's story and an Anakin story. So like six episodes, I could get, I could, I could see, I don't think hating Christian's going to have a huge, massive part in this. I think it's going to be focally on Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan and which it should be. So I'm okay with six. If it was three, I, I would have probably rage quit. And so, okay. I will fuck off now. You guys can turn my mic off. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah Ryan, Alrighty. Ryan's right though, because like it, it, it'd be such a wasted opportunity if you were to actually just, Say, ah, you know, let's just do this quick one-off no, <laughs> their story. I agree. Um, I know the episode count from what I read is also going to be the typical Mandalorian size, you know, 20 to 30 minutes. 
Yeah. Which, I mean, listen, that was cute when you were doing Mandalorian, and it's cute with WandaVision, but now that Falcon and Winter Soldier is giving us 50-minute plus, 50 plus episodes uh, that are you know high-octane action with good acting and a decent fucking story, you better fucking deliver for Obi-Wan. Yeah, and, and also— Or like, I will fucking cut Bob— Who's the new CEO's legs? Bob— Name, uh, not legs. Chepic. Bob I Chepic. will cut Bob Chepic's legs off <laughs> with my fake lightsaber, which won't work, which means I'm just going to beat him repeatedly <laughs> until his legs fall yes. off. <laughs> and that is a threat, Bob. So come at me, especially especially when you have so many elements, just bringing it back to the cast, all the elements that the cast are bringing. Dude, this is this looks like it has to be a substantial story. Yeah. All right, Dave, let's go to a break. We need to get off this Obi-Wan stuff. And then we're going to talk about new ways that Disney has found to rape us. We'll be right back. Get more Star Wars discussions every month with the Back to Tank Patreon exclusive shows. From Star Wars comics and book reviews to speculative discussions and breakdowns. All when you pledge to our Patreon page. What? Go to patreon.com slash Digital for more details. As you wish. Free stuff is awesome. But free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, Rain Man, at checkout and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN. Because without it, no free stuff. That's RAINMAN at adamandeve.com. to Star Wars from the Back to Tank. You can get more Back to Tank episodes every single month by heading over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Digital and pledge. We do bonus things over there, comic book reviews, book reviews, as well as it's the place that serves as a home for our overflow show. Whenever we can't get the content on this show, it finds its way over to the Patreon show. And that reminds me, Dave, we may not have time to get to the controversial hot button topic (laughs) pertaining to Star Wars. We might not because that discussion (laughs) on Obi-Wan took an entire segment. So. All right, Dave, so Star Wars Essential Legends collection coming from Del Rey. Dude, I'm so excited for this one. I see. I was I was thinking you might not be and possibly someone more like Reyna would be more hyped about this because. Reyna is relatively, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're a relatively, I don't want to say you're a newbie to Star Wars, but you have not read all of the material. Uh, oh, books, no way. 
Yeah, well, okay, so what they're doing is basically they're repackaging and making us grab our ankles <laughs> as they rape us with content that we have loved for a very long time that most of us have in our libraries already and yet we'll probably <laughs> yeah. buy them again. Yes. Yes, we will. So oh, Star yes, Wars will. Essential Legends collections coming from Del Rey. And what this is, is they're taking select stories, some of the more popular stories from Legends. And if you don't know what Legends is, basically it's the catch-all name for all of the content, whether it be comics or books that came out prior to Disney's purchase of Lucasfilm in 2012. Yes, that is not considered full canon. They're no longer considered canon. Now, since 2012, certain things, certain elements have been brought back into the fold. I would say the biggest one is probably Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh, easily. Easily it's Thrawn. So the Star Wars novels that are now under the label Legends are, for many fans, the ultimate Star Wars books back in the 90s before George Lucas announced the prequel trilogy. There were the dark times, is what this <laughs> article says. Uh, there hadn't been any movie since 1983's Return of the Jedi and the cultural phenomenon that happened in the late 70s, early 80s around the galaxy far, far away had dissipated. The Timothy Zahn heir to the heir Empire to the trilogy Empire. kept the Star Wars flame alive for a few years before the 1990s uh, Phantom <laughs> Menace. I would say more than a few years. That book kept eight years, the better part of eight years. That book came out in 1991 and pretty much it carried jump started. Yeah, jump started Star Wars at that point. What the Star Wars fandom is today is because of Timothy Zahn's book that came out in ninety one. Yeah, do you realize how important that trilogy was because of all the universe expanding knowledge it brought out of or arguably the next decade after it came out in ninety one? Yeah. I mean, because because of Heir to the Empire, we don't have a lot of those dark horse comics storylines that introduced elements like Darth Revan. We don't have elements that basically introduced um the Jedi's that basically haunted Luke in the in, throughout the throughout the story. We don't have like uh characters like Mara Jade or, or Kalkatarn in there. Yeah. Because of heir to the Empire. And I understand. I understand. You're 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 kind of sad by the fact that you're you're being told to bend over and get ready to accept the mouse's uh, probe into your rectum. Oh wow! <laughs> Very specific, <laughs> David. Jesus, but, that escalated. But look at it this way. Look at it this way, Mike. We at least he's injecting us with stuff that we like. Yeah. <laughs> it's not okay. like he's injecting us with stuff that we don't want. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> What what type of stuff do you want that you like that they're injecting you with? Well, you know, the, the legend stuff, a little legend stuff. Mm -hmm. Bring back a little of like the the Sith. Just roll up that Sith paperback tales. book and just shove it. Right? <laughs> it's good reading. Yeah, you can't read it if it's in your asshole. I can feel it if it's in Braille. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, you sick son of a bitch. <laughs> Weren't expecting that, were you? Wow. <laughs> I kind of was. That's the sad part. All right. So, Raina, for someone like you, does this sound enticing because you ha may not have read some of these classic pieces? No, I've read all of them that are on this article. I'm oh, not joking. Did, did you really? 
Yes. My favorite was The Path of Destruction, um, yes. Rule of Two, and Dynasty of Evil. Yep. Okay. Path of Destruction. Those are my favorites. Fantastic. I mean, that obviously the Darth Bane trilogy. Yep. You've read Heir to the Empire then? Uh, Heir to the Empire. No. I that's the I first that one. one. Is that with, on here? With Zahn. Yeah, that's the one with Zahn, the very first um, Thrawn, I should say. Yeah, no, that- oh, sorry. I, I did read a Thrawn one, but I'm not sure. It was a Timothy Zahn book. It's got to be. Maybe it was an heir to the Empire. I thought it was just called um, Thrawn. That is the new. That's the, the new, new one that is okay. also written by Timothy Zahn. But it's very okay, first. So that's the one I read. So not the one that's on this one. Yeah. And I haven't read anything by Matthew Stover yet, though. And and that Matthew Stover's story, too, is actually very essential before the the house of mouse took over because it was the first clone wars era book that dealt with the background of mace windu and we all know that mace windu is a really became an incredibly popular character yeah this that was the start point of it was shatterpoint which was a fantastic book okay so the first three books that are added to this collection as they're calling it is heir to the empire or I should say are heir to the empire, Darth Bane, path of destruction and Shatterpoint. That's interesting that they're doing this because they already, <laughs> this feels just like a, a cash grab. And that's why this kind of bothers me a bit. Even though I love these stories, the reason why is because if you go into a bookstore right now, you can buy them. They, they say legends <laughs> on them already. So what are they doing? Just repackaging. That's, they, that's literally all they're doing. We're not getting any, any extra snippets, new chapters, not even like uh, a little bit of a, you know, what this author's been up to type thing in the back of the book. It's simply the exact same books with new cover art, which that oh, I hate myself. It makes me might want to buy the heir to the empire book because it's a fresh new cover. Yeah. And not, not okay, only that, they jack up the prices too. They are $75 a piece. Shut up. Would you be surprised if they're new editions? Reg- regularly priced two ninety nine. <laughs> when I read these, they were pretty affordable when I bought them. So yeah, but like the the thing that has me intrigued though, and this is just maybe I'm reading too much into this, Mike. Oh, you think they're going to be bringing these things back into canon? Some of these elements, you think Possibly. that's why they're doing it? Yeah, because like I mean, it, interesting that basically they call this the essential legends line. Yeah. They're not just calling this like the legends line. Yeah. You think they're trying to introduce ideas Ideas. and maybe feeling people out, seeing if they still are gravitating. Would you be surprised? Why bring back, why, why do air to the empire again? Uh, When you already did a Thrawn novel book that introduced him back into Canon, you know, and you're, you're right. Why bring I in mean, why bring in basically anything about Darth Bane at this point? Well, especially since Kathleen Kennedy's new call to arms is let's just redo everything Lucas was doing and we'll call it the Mandalorian. You know, like <laughs> that's her new thing. Let me just bring things that I know is going to sell solely on nostalgia because her pre or her sequel trilogy didn't work out so great. So I can actually see her new strategy going to something like this. Well, hey, Darth Bane is really popular. Let's see if he still, if that still rings true amongst the fandom, if we re-release these books. So you're probably onto something, Dave. I would buy that. Because that that's the thing is like, I'm more or less excited. If this was like, they just basically re, uh, re-released like atypical Star Wars books that me, everyone is, intru- everyone should know about 
any uh, at this point, like splinter of the mind's eye, stuff like that. Then I would say it's a cash grab. Because, <laughs> but the fact that they're specifically choosing these three titles, they're curated picks and they're curated yeah. and they basically said, Hey, this is the essential legends collection. <laughs> the essential <Why>? legends. <laughs> it's a must. It's a must buy. Which uh, you know what so scares I'm me though? They're going to keep adding to these. They're going to like obviously the Bane series. It was a trilogy. They're going to eventually add the other two books. I'm assuming. I'm assuming that, that yeah. would make sense. But here's the they thing: can do dude. something better with that rule of two book because the artwork on the original book is not very pretty. Yeah, you do realize bring, that. Bring the, Darth Zana out a little bit. Show show some tits. Oh, no. <laughs> listen here at Disney and um, Lucasfilm, we don't believe in boobs. Okay. <laughs> Do you see us celebrating boob month? No, we celebrate trans and non-binary month. No boob month here, Reina, at Disney. <laughs> Isn't Darth Xana like one of the first female, like, dark lords? Yes, yes, she or is. Sith? Okay, first, first. so, hello, bring that to light. <laughs> Equality. Ixnay on the tits, eh? Ixnay on the tits. Oh, stupid. Can I say that out loud? <laughs> Okay, so more good news coming from the Lucasfilm side. Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga delayed <laughs> indefinitely. <laughs> indefinitely. Indefinitely. Now, this is kind of sad because I was looking forward to buying this. You and I have been talking about this for quite some time, Dave. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love the Lego games in general. I think they're pretty Same fucking here. fun. And if you just want to kind of veg out and not really focus on a lot of detail and you just want to mess around, Lego games are so much fun for that. Oh, yeah, dude. That's the whole point. They don't take themselves seriously. Yeah. So I was looking forward to getting that complete Lego Skywalker saga. But obviously the reason why it's being delayed again is simply because there really isn't any excitement for it. <laughs> no. And you know what, dude? I'm not surprised because like, I don't know if you knew about this, but I only found out about this by going to like a local Best Buy. Yeah. They released a huge box set that collected all nine movies all together. Yeah. In one step in one set. And they called it the Skywalker set. Mm. And no one's really basically purchasing this. It. It. No one's purchasing them all. Yeah. And yeah, they're like 200. I think it's like uh, $229. There was a report and I'm not talking about the YouTube report we talked about on our last show, but there was a report recently saying that uh, it's, uh, I forgot what website it is. It tracks fandoms and excitements um, based on algorithms on the social media feeds and the sequel trilogy as a fandom was not even registering. It <laughs> didn't even register. Yeah. It's just dude. It died, man. If the Mandalorian did not come out, when it did star Wars, we'd be in a dark place right now. Oh, this it, would be it, the dark times. It would be no star Wars. Yeah. But because the Mandalorian helped bring up everyone's morale a bit, because, because for the most part, the Mandalorian is beloved by star Wars fans. And because of that, it's given everyone a bit of hope. If that was a not new hope. Oh, oh. <laughs> Raina, get out of here with that. <laughs> um, yeah, where was I going? Right after me, you're talking about the excitement of the oh. Mandalorian and what it's brought. Yeah, if if there wasn't that excitement for the Mandalorian, it, it Star Wars would be even in a worse place than it is. Oh, easily presently with the movie side, easily, easily. That's why 
I do believe in the reports that basically there is a, a schism within Star Wars that basically a lot of people are upset that the Mandalorian did well and the sequel tr- trilogy did not do well. Yes, I've read and those reports too. I don't I know do if they're believe it. Oh, I do, do you believe it? Because like that, there's basically a civil war I, I going do, on because like, I've, I've read multiple after the, reports after yeah. the sequel trilogy. It would have been the dark times because okay. the, the fandom died after that. Dude. Okay, so hold on, Dave. Just so the listeners know what we're talking about. There has been numerous reports coming out over the last, I'd say, six months or so. That Lucasfilm and Disney are in a civil war, basically. That there is a split within management of what direction they should go, who should be in charge, what they should do. And it's all started from the fact that the sequel trilogy has been ultimately a bomb for Disney and Lucasfilm. Yes, dollar wise at the box office, they have done just fine. Yes. The, the three films, the three Skywalker films. But Star Wars needs to do more than just fine at that immediate time. Star Wars makes its money by living on. The longevity of the franchise is the reason why it's a behemoth. Yeah. And when they look at those numbers now. And those numbers based on stats looking ahead at the future are now dropping for the first time ever. That's a problem. And they, and now they're looking at what they're doing so they can hopefully change those projections for the future. And when they look at the numbers, it shows them that it's all because of the Skywalker saga Yeah, and what, and how it was ultimately just not received well by fans. Then suddenly you have the other side of Lucasfilm with the Mandalorian, they're Mandalorian. celebrating high five streaming minutes, uh, records being broken, ratings, success, high fives and blow jobs all over all around. But no one's happy at Team Skywalker. Yeah. So and, these are the problems that have arisen. And I mean, if you kind of look at how everything's gone on so far, besides Mandalorian and and that certain uh, segment of Lucasfilm. Everything else that Lucasfilm has turned out has kind of bombed. You look at the sequel trilogy. You look at Resistance. <laughs> yeah, Resistance was a piece of shit. Uh, look at High Republic right now. It's they're not actually. It, no one's giving notice, it a shot. Is anyone giving it a shot on the Disney side? Comic Absolutely book wise, not. it's doing okay, but there seems to be not a lot of excitement about no, the books. They're more they're they're more excited about like the comic books that are not Star Wars related that are coming out now. Like the fact that aliens got uh, attached to Marvel predator is coming to Marvel now. And all those, uh, those titles compared to Star Wars and suddenly no one's talking about high Republic, but they'll talk about the other ones in high regard. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. And I guess we could probably expect more things to be delayed indefinitely like Ryan Johnson's, movie oh dude that will never see the light of day i told until uh, he changes his personality i remember when you brought this up in the last show he needs to take a break <laughs> yeah yeah he needs to take a step away i, I don't want to talk about ryan johnson david yeah. please he, he needs please. to take david, a step david away. i'm warning you <laughs> i'm gonna get angry and i don't want to get angry today <laughs> i don't want to get into ryan johnson please you don't want to talk about knives out too I, uh, <laughs> and his fucking ridiculous 524 million dollar deal he made because he's gonna make two light more of those fuse. shitty movies light the fuse hey i can't really write a good movie so how many fucking a-list celebrities that everyone loves can i jam pack into this movie so that i can have a success remember mike breathe, breathe. So who's, who's, i'm gonna put breathe. vin diesel chris evans 
Who's all the big shots? Chris Pratt, Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. Let me rob from Marvel's, you know, roster <laughs> so I can have a success on my hands. I can hate him. All right, David. Um, where was I? <laughs> okay, so this is good news, and I want to end the show on this. Okay. Lucasfilm Games announce new star, story-driven Star Wars game. That is open Ooh. world. Wait, that is what? That's open, open world. world. It's an MMORPG. Oh, shit. Yes, which is very exciting. It is. Also, does that mean that they're poo-pooing on <laughs> Old, Republic? Old Republic? Well, dude. That's what I was just going to say. Because that's still highly popular. It is highly popular, yes. but they haven't done anything with that series Promotion-wise. Promotion-wise, no, but they just had updates. I want to say, like, last month, a whole new story campaign. So we've seen this before. I know. We've seen this before. When we think that basically, oh, a a certain project's gaining steam and everything else, but the, you know, production house decides to undermine it and say nothing about it, you know, like Resistance. Right. They disappear within a year. Yeah. They've been doing the same thing tonight to the old Republic, which sucks. And I understand why a lot of fans on, on that, on of that game are really upset. That's the only reason why it's still around because of its popularity. Because of the popularity. Disney would have squashed that game a long time ago. And now with the news that basically, Oh, there's a new, new star Wars open world game coming. And that's why they're doing this. Yes. Because they're hoping that people will forget the other one. Okay, so Ubisoft, is that how you say that name, Dave? Ubisoft? Ubisoft. Ubisoft and Lucasfilm Games have announced a collaboration on a new Star Wars game. Development on the project will be led by Massive Entertainment, whose expertise and talent will be used to create a story-driven, open-world experience within the Star Wars galaxy that will also utilize the studio's cutting-edge technology and advancements, including the Snowdrop engine. Hmm. All right, so not a lot to go on other than the announcement itself. So let's do quickly a want from this game. Okay. The one thing that you think needs to be included in this game, Dave, you go ahead and start. Easily when you bring up like a Star Wars online game, I think its success should be predicated on making the experience similar to what galaxies was like in the very beginning where everyone had a purpose in the game. Star Wars galaxies, the 2001, 2003 game. Yeah. Everyone had a a perfect, everyone had a purpose in the game. You didn't have to be a Jedi Knight. You didn't have to be, you know, the guy saving the day in the galaxy. No, this was actually a working world where you mattered. The missions, controlled your gameplay your opposed gameplay. to a story yeah. yeah and that's the number one thing i've always stated about star wars online game is something that's missing even in knights of the old republic the problem with knights of the old republic and i want to preface this i had fun on knights of the world republic the what the knights <laughs> of the what <laughs> the, 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 i've had fun <laughs> on the knights of old republic but i it got stale after a while yeah it got stale because once I started doing things, I got, I basically was like, okay, well, everyone else is doing the same goddamn thing. Yeah. Who cares what I do now? That, that was the biggest contrast between uh, Star Wars Galaxies yeah. and 
the old Republic. Star Wars Galaxy to me was 100% freedom. Yeah. You could spend 20 hours walking the surface of a planet and you can run into numerous monsters. It's never the same. You can do missions. You can decide to build a home in bumfuck. It doesn't matter where. <laughs> you, and can you can be a farmer. You can do whatever you want. And that was fun. I thought that was really cool. And you can team up and, and go kill a crate dragon with a group. And you can do different things. They had the, I want to say the, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow for galaxies was being a Jedi. It was fucking work to become a Jedi and then make a lightsaber. Yes. Because the old Republic Knights of the old Republic didn't have that 100% freedom. It was more story driven more than anything. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, But that's something that I would definitely like to have in this new one is complete freedom. I would love for this to be Star Wars Galaxies 2.0. They had a great thing going in the early 2000s with that game. Yeah, because you can, you could essentially, the fun part was, you can just sit in a cantina and tip uh, Twi'lek dancers for 12 hours (laughs) and and you, and you gained XP XP for it. That was the (laughs) awesome part. I could gain XP for drinking and getting drunk in a game. You can choose to stare at a specific dancer and you earn XP and you give them XP. (laughs) It's a giving relationship. You stare at their ass and they gain XP. The best. I love it. All right, Raina, what about you? Um, well, I didn't get to play Galaxies. I, I didn't play that one, but if I well, were involved yet, in a game like think. this. Huh? <laughs> I don't think you were alive yet. We're Shut old up. men. Yes, we're was. old men, Raina. Remember this? I'm very close to Michael's age. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Anyways, uh, the one thing I liked about uh, Old Republic was the character building. But I would also want yeah. the freedom that you were talking about from Galaxies. Yeah. So I did like that you could make certain choices that would determine what or who you were going to become as a character. That yeah. was like my favorite thing. I think that was probably everyone's one of everyone's favorite things, though. Is Are you good or are you bad? What the fuck are you? Yeah. Yeah. Also, do you think setting is going to be important? Galaxies took place <laughs> between, was it between Empire and Return? Oh, you mean time-wise? Yeah, chrono- oh, chronologically. Shit. So I would think setting in the ways of time period is very important for this game as well. Now, knowing Disney, they're going to do like they did with Disneyland and force us to hang out in the sequel trilogy setting. Pretty much. That's what I was like. So I'm wondering if Disney will do that. Give us a sequel era time period. I mean, whatever. They're not going to. Well, they've stated that they're not going to do anything else. Yeah. In in this era. Well, I would so, honestly, if they're going to promote something that they're doing, I think the best move would be to give us the High Republic era. The era that they're hoping to get fans to rally behind. Yeah. So if you need fans to, to rally behind those books and comics of this new era in Star Wars that you're exploring, then it would make sense to use something like this video game to possibly springboard more potential readers it would mike it would they better make it epic though if they want longevity out of it yeah not only that but not just like longevity out of it but if you also look at it that that's just a detriment to what they think of high republic they're not going to connect it to high republic 
because they haven't said it. We got to close out the show, Dave. But one last thing, Dave, let's do a little bit of wager here before we close out the show. I got $100 down on the fact that there will be no genders in this new Star Wars game. In fact, (laughs) and if there is, there'll be a third choice. It'll be like non-binary or trans. I guarantee it. Okay, so you're betting $100 that they're... Yeah, so when you go to character creation, you can choose male or female. Okay. Or non-binary. It's either going to be non-binary or trans. There'll be something very LGBTQRS-ish. They better include the whole alphabet because that's going to be a disservice to everyone else. That's like, well, I want a character that represents me. Well, can I be Mexican, please? See, here's the sad part. Exactly. I, I, I would make your bet. I'd make your bet. I'd say like, yeah, they are going to yeah. probably do that. So a hundred dollars. Yeah. A hundred dollars. Do you, do you really want to wager that? <laughs> I don't understand the concept of gambling. Cause if I'm putting a hundred dollars on something that I think is going to happen, why would I do that? <laughs> Remember Mike, you can't actually use some kind of Jedi mind trick to actually change the bet. Yeah. All right. Well then I'm not going to put any money on that, <laughs> but I do want to say right now, timestamp it's uh, April 4th. I've said it and it's going to happen. Guaranteed. (laughs) All right. I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you, Raina. Thank you. Thank you, David. Thank you. And may the force be with us. Ah, yes. (laughs) 